Hello, I'm Robbie Sherman, and I'm personally inviting you to join me on Conversations with Robbie Sherman. We go through a new niche topic every episode with one of my very special friends who always have something cool to contribute. We go through movies, we go through video games sometimes, we go through animation very specifically. I love animation. Now, I must admit the podcast is a little bit of a vanity project, but I hope you'll understand me when I say that I'm more than excited to show you all the cool people we're working with. We have two subcasts coming out as well as regular episodes of Conversation with Robbie Sherman. If you're into 90s animation, there will be one on the twisted tales of Felix the Cat. And to celebrate the announcement of the upcoming community movie, I am proud to present Conversations About Community with Robbie Sherman. I am finally throwing my hat into the community podcasting ring after so long, and it will be glorious. We have so many cool people coming on. Right now, I can only announce that you can't disappoint a podcast and Kevin Lanigan will be involved. But I have a few tricks up my sleeve either way. And I can't forget about the upcoming Freak Out Freakazoid podcast featuring Thomas Stoneham Judge, Ash to Ashes, and our lovely friends Mr. Ray and Trent from A Nightmare on Fear Street. You can find conversations with Robbie Sherman on Anchor. Please look us up. We have such an incredible year coming up. I can't wait to make you a part of it. Well, Steven, we're here. We're almost done with community. I didn't think we'd ever make it, but we made it. And I think, how about, just for old time's sake, we record an intro to the podcast just one more time. Let's do it, Zach. I think we can handle it. If you like what we do here, make sure you mosey on over to patreon.com slash Podcast For as little as five bucks a month, you too can feed a Zach and Steven in need, and you'll get access to all sorts of awesome content. Our weekly live pre-show that we do, You Can't Dis a Pre-Show. We've got some bonus podcasts on there. Days and days, just scads of content over there for you. Plus, maybe some new stuff coming soon, so make sure you put your ear to the ground, send us your bones, Throw us at least a fiver and see what it'll get you. Follow us on Twitter over at You Can't Dis a Pod and tell us what show we should talk about next. If you just can't get enough, watch those patties and come over and double tap us on Instagram over at Can't Disappoint Podcast. We're also on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. All sorts of vids, things to like, subscribe, and, and slap the bell to get notified. After we finish the series finale of Community, we'll still be a weekly community podcast for the rest of 2022 as we conduct a series of community superlative podcasts where we'll be creating top five lists on several different community-related topics. Follow us on all our social medias to see how you can be a part of those final podcast episodes. Speaking of five, if you think that we're both five-star men and this is a five-star show, make sure you leave a review wherever you review your podcasts on Apple Music, on Yelp, on Spotify, on TripAdvisor. We're there. Just check us out. Everyone, it has been an honor to do this community rewatch podcast for the past few years, and I hope you'll stick around with us as we wrap it up and move on to the next thing. Steven, what do you have to say as we move onward and upward? Thanks for sticking with us as long as you have. We hope that you hitch your get-alongs to our pick-em-up and ride along with us into whatever the future holds. 
Alright, and for one of the last times, let's do it. Let's start the episode of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Do you guys that have podcasted for a long time, do you actually do any type of anything to warm your... I sure don't. No way. <laughs> In fact, I'm more no. on the Zoe's side. We're, rip, we're ripping bongs moments before we're pressing record. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure that's awful for my voice. So if you if the first 30 seconds of our episode anytime just sounds scratchy and gravelly-throated... Hey, you can't. You know why. This part of podcast. <laughs> if there's one thing I can do stoned, it's talk about community. So... <laughs> Hi, everybody out there, and welcome to our prolonged pat on the back victory lap era here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. That's right. For the next two months, it's nothing but self-congratulations, right? You know that meme of the guy that, like, you see him, like, biting the metal and, like, popping the champagne and grabbing, like, the girls behind, but then he's, like, on, like, in third place? That's us right now. That is We are the second right community podcast to do every single episode one by one and we're we are running around like we're the first we sure are aren't we (laughs) (laughs) hi everybody welcome to you can't disappoint a podcast i'm glad you're back we may be done with community as far as episode by episode recaps go we've still got a lot to do starting today with our season six roundtable you know them you love them there are tradition around these parts to get a few of our favorite community friends together at the end of the season to talk about it as a whole in a more panel show kind of uh, uh, format. And I'm really excited. We're going to get into that in a second. It's like the $100,000 pyramid, but no prizes. No. No pyramid. No production value. Yeah. No. no uh, didn't Dick, did Dick Clark host that for a while? Maybe no Michael Clark. Strahan hosts now. It's a callback. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Zach. And in this self-congratulation era, I'm as proud of a proud boy as I can be. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't have a I don't have a quip. Uh, I will say when when Zach said prolonged earlier, I thought he said prophylactic and I kind of jumped the gun. So (laughs) dealing with that. And your name is (laughs) and I'm Steven. Sorry. (laughs) We're here again for this roundtable. It's going to be a lot of fun. But before we do, we've got to sell some wares. Of course, this show is brought to you this week by Conversations with Robbie Sherman. And we've got to start off this podcast like we do every time by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, Planeswalker Prez, Emmy Azrael and Brandon Folkemer, and of course, conversations with Robbie Sherman. We like those people, don't we? Interview with a Shermpire. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we wouldn't be here and quite literally wouldn't know any of the people who were on our round table today if it wasn't for the the that that broad chested specimen of, that of just manhood touch of gray uh scented <laughs> fox him that is of course our beloved father at communities on twitter we couldn't do it without you pops and i'm sure you're just counting down the days until this podcast becomes dormant and you never have to hear our voices 
talking about you in such ways. Did you see the ever again huh? the tweet after the last episode where he was like, "If ever I was your father, I am not anymore." Was like, just listen to the most recent shout out. <laughs> Jesus Christ was what the tweet said. <laughs> that was truly a masterclass in going from talking about coming out of his hoo ha to uh, <laughs> I don't know, getting misty eyed over how. Great yeah. friends we are with the dude. Anyway, that isn't important. Thanks, communities, for all you do. At communities on Twitter, if you don't follow them already. Also, if you like what we do here, can't disappoint. Uh, Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Go check that thing out. You've got you can't disappoint show. Brokeback Bebop chugging along weekly over there, and early access to this podcast and everything we do over there please consider supporting us as we bridge this gap from community to the good place we haven't been able to discuss it yet on pod it's official the poll for our next podcast has concluded and beginning january of next year we're doing it buddy we're doing it we're doing uh uh, episode by episode full main feed podcast on the so excited there's gonna be a lot of information about that over the next couple months uh, so stay tuned. That's really exciting. In the Can't meantime, wait. let's get into our season six roundtable. What do you say? Did you have a good time today? I did. I had a blast. Okay, great. Glad to hear it. Well, now let's all blast together right on Revel into up our those, season six rev roundtable. Rev up those leaf blowers and let's get down friends. to business. Let's go. Bubble, 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 bubble. That's the sound mine makes. All right, I am really excited to be joined by some of our favorite community podcaster friends one more time. Uh, I think one of our favorite parts of doing this podcast has been at the end of every season, gathering some of the cool people we've met and talking about it as a whole, because it always feels like an accomplishment when you finish podcasting about a complete season of television. And Steven, we just finished the, the sixth one. We're done. We finished it. So we get to do this for the last time. I know. This is exciting. It's a, a monumentous occasion. Hmm. <laughs> well, let's invite our friends. We've got three lovely podcasters here with us. I'm going to start off with TV's Kevin Lanigan, our good friend. You know him. Maybe, I don't know this for sure, but maybe you're the person that's been on our show the most times. I think that's a fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's pillars of garbage. This is my entrance music. I need you to put this in there, but good. I can do that. <laughs> Not, yeah, not true blasphemy. season six patron saint TV's Kevin Lanigan. Absolutely. <laughs> For, you know, back when a, a year ago when I was doing a podcast about community, it was, I suppose, one of the things on community Twitter I was known for was stumping up uh, season six. Yeah. And uh, Frankie Dart, Elroy Potashnik, the whole gang. I've been looking forward to having you for this conversation because I don't know. It's almost as touchy of a subject as season four is sometimes season six. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's it's a different beast and I can see why you love it, why you hate it. I'm excited to see what everybody thinks. Kevin, you mentioned that you a year ago were a community podcast because you guys were the first to podcast about every episode of community, which is a really neat accomplishment when there's been. I don't know, geez, several bakers dozens <laughs> of community Absolutely. podcasts. Absolutely. At its height uh, of of that uh, group chat of all the community podcasts on Twitter, I mean, what? We were looking at like 15, 16, yeah. 17? Like it was, it yeah. was a wild, wild number. And like yeah. so, so many of those have 
have just completely fallen off at a certain point or another. So congratulations <laughs> to Zach and Steven. Like you Yeah, did. that's what you, I was hoping you, to get out of asking you that question. Like, can we turn this around to us? The way you yeah. did it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, we were the first. We also did it like two episodes at a time for the first four seasons. You know, we were I wasn't we gonna were, bring it up, but we were clipping. <laughs> <laughs> I was speed Cheers. running community. We were we were fucking going. <laughs> So yeah. before I introduce everyone else, what, what are you doing now that you're not doing community? What can people see you doing on your podcast now? Uh, that's right. Uh, the same feed. You can hear us uh, book club our way through the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. Um, nice. If you if you miss me talking about TV shows, I, I do have a, a, a podcast currently about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, uh, heck yeah. Great show. Yeah. Absolutely. Great show. That one's a monthly. Oh, yeah. A classic. Uh, talking about things I love, musicals, TV comedies. It's it's everything. Um, absolutely. So that's Crazy X Pod Friends. Uh, the other show is Advanced Media Studies. Uh, but, you know, both of those are kind of kind of uh, the second project because we're also trying to write a romantic comedy film that Whoa. I'm going to direct. And that is that is most of my brain for the foreseeable future. Nice. Thanks. That's awesome. That's exciting. Can't wait to hear more about that. Good for you. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. I want to bring Zoe Wilshire in, another person you'll be familiar with if you're a longtime listener of the program. But it's been a little while, so I'm glad to have you back. It's been too long. Yeah, it's been fucking forever. I've definitely been on your show more recently than my own show, if that's true. <laughs> wow. Um, so I, even though it's already been mentioned at this point, yes, I'm one of the many um, community podcasts that fell off. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly very grateful that you still referred to me as a community podcaster. Um, <laughs> but that is, of course, how we all know each other. But yeah, I've been good. I've just been... I was mostly podcasting when I didn't have a full-time job and now I have a full-time job and I get home and I'm tired. So I that's don't really fair. do this anymore. Yeah. Also I podcast for work. So it's kind of like, Whoa, that's you cool. Know, I didn't know that. I'm not, it's like, it's not like my own thing. I just edit it. So it's just like, mm. you know, it, 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 editing on my off time doesn't sound fun to me anymore. So <laughs> I've like been, I've been trying to get back into it though. So I, I don't know. I mean, stay tuned, you know, Feel free awesome. to, um, you know, follow my Twitter feed or whatever, and maybe something will come back soon. Um, I don't know if I see myself going back to one episode at a time. I applaud yeah. you guys for getting through all of it like that. I mean, like that's, I, I, you know, I think I, I didn't even finish season two. So well done. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was right at Thank the end you. there. Um, in fact, I think I have like two unreleased episodes with Zach, actually. So <laughs> thank you in retrospect so for you're doing saying that. I never aired. We try not to release episodes with so Zach either, honestly. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, Zach, all those things Zach. you said, I couldn't release the episode. <laughs> I couldn't have a missing episode, so I just had to quit, you know? Well, I definitely still <laughs> consider you a community podcaster because when Steven and I started... Uh, getting close to three-ish years ago now, you and Kevin wow. specifically were yeah. like the cool kids. And we felt Absolutely. like at, at some of those early group events, we were like the new freshmen who didn't know anybody. And the two of you knew what you were doing and were very <laughs> outgoing and friendly and helped everyone out. And I've always, I don't know, I still look up to you guys for it. So Absolutely. I'm very glad it's to amazing. have you back one more time. Yeah, I think well, I think the you. first time we met was during that live stream. Yeah, right? the, the Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. live stream that we the did. That was terrific. Yeah, that was great. Well, I also want to bring in our third guest who is new to this show, but we have had a crossover events of sorts in in the in the past. We've got Colin Cox from the Hop Ons podcast. How are you doing? 
Hi, I'm wonderful. How's it's nice meeting all of you. I Zach, I know you, but I'm meeting everyone else for the first time. So it's yeah. Thank you. It's I'm excited to be here. Is that intimidating for you? Do you feel like it's I don't know. Do you feel do you feel the pressure with all these new faces or are you ready? Oh, well, you know, it's it's interesting because I I don't know if I've ever done something like this before. Like I've I've um, at least on the hop on speed. Right. So we've been podcasting since maybe 2016. Right. So we finished Arrested Development and then Twin Peaks and now Community. So I've done this a fair amount, but I, I don't think I've ever podcast it with maybe more than three people so this 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 format is new for me um also it's like like is someone watching this somewhere like on the yeah you got like one happening? person everyone's watching, watching. patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast watching. free yeah, yeah not free but live stream stuff like this. <laughs> not free uh, okay. but... <laughs> no, no definitely not understand. free there is a paywall, that's not how patreon works right yeah <laughs> right yeah uh no i one of my favorite things because Almost every episode Steven and I did of Community, we just did the two of us. And I kind of like recapping the episodes, just the two of us and having kind of a consistency there. Uh, It's fun to bring other people in, but I feel like when we've added a third, you know how it is when you try to add a third into your thing. You know, sometimes it clicks, sometimes it doesn't. But it's fun at the end of the season to turn it into like a panel show for a second. I love Mm -hmm. discussing it as a group. So I'm glad you joined us. No, I love you. just I'm culminating all the times where Zach was wrong throughout the season and then everyone agrees that he's wrong. And that's a really great time for me. <laughs> yeah, I figured that's why we were invited. <laughs> I guess yeah. we can lightly get into the community talk then. We kind of, uh, Season six is a little bit, I guess, a controversial topic in the community fandom. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think it's kind of a, a hot topic? It's it's definitely uh, up there. Back back when I was in the posting mines, you know, there's a lot of conversation and a lot of comments you see of people who are like, "Ugh, season six. You know, <laughs> it it does like have this stink for a lot of people, um, which I've I've obviously never fully understood. Hmm. I mean, I know it is different. I like the pace is different. You know, they they move to a streaming platform. Um, so it, so it, you know, the episodes are longer, they're a little shaggier, definitely. Like there's sometimes you're watching an episode of season six and you're like, that would have been the first thing to hit the cutting room floor. Yeah. Yeah. Hit 21 and a half minutes. Like this gag oh, yeah. is going on for a long time. Which um, sometimes makes for the funniest jokes of the season. Those 100%. just non sequitur bits that never would have made it on NBC. But on the other hand, you introduce yourself with Natalie's freezing. I fucking hate that little music video moment. I think it's oh. so dumb. Oh, I was, and yeah. <laughs> it's just really, season six is really hit and miss like really? that. that can, mm-hmm. you, what, did I hate I'm it? With you, Zach. You yeah, like that? Oh, I'm just you. confused. I, I thought it was really quite lovely. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I think season six has these kind of non sequitur moments that if you think they're funny, they're very funny. But if they're not your cup of tea, they last like a minute and a half and it takes forever sure. until they're finished. Sure. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I was watching that episode today and I was like, as it was happening, I was like, yeah, I, I never understood this like three second bit. <laughs> like, it's like, doesn't go on long enough for me for to, to justify it for me. And it like wasn't that funny. But that's the thing is I feel like season six more than any other season is driven more by the jokes than yeah. the mm-hmm. character um, characters. And that's not to say there isn't great character episodes, but like it feels much more like they would cut you know, in favor of the comedy rather than in favor of the story and the characters. And I think when you had so much less time um, uh, when they were on on the network um, and had to do 21 minutes, like they had to be a lot more 
strict with what got to air. Um, and, you know, sometimes that can be a benefit. And I think season six is an example of how sometimes those restrictions are good. Um, I agree. I think, I think calling it shaggier is definitely like the best way to put it because like, you know, there's definitely times where I wish some older community episodes had a little more room to breathe like that too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, you know, it's not that they're bad because they're long or they're over long. It's just that there's, there's, there was something really um, concise about, you know, the first couple seasons of community, especially like season one and two and three, like they're, they're yeah. just really like every episode was like a little mini movie and none of season six, season six feels like a TV show. Like a streaming era TV I, show, you know. Like, <laughs> sometimes yeah. how long they are, it feels like you're watching a movie. It just keeps going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, yeah. Yeah. It does. I mean, I I will say, you know, because when we were charting this, I was like, okay, so like the highest day hit is like 25 minutes, I think, which is like four minutes longer than the network. That is not community. true. Oh, there's, there's like a 31 like minute episode. Yeah, yeah they're episodes. They're oh, okay. yeah. If you're the Cutting out over the, 30. the in credit music sequence, maybe, but there are right. definitely episodes that are. There's at least one episode that's 30 minutes, and a lot of them are like 27, 28. Mm-hmm. So I don't know yeah. where you're getting your facts from. And <laughs> again, uh, my brain is hazily remembering. He just started uh, counting at the beginning and so some, some bad thing. Yeah, uh, How dare but you it was you know episode run times. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. I know. What am I good for? <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, at, at least it doesn't get to. And I don't mean to disparage another sitcom, but like there are episodes of the streaming Arrested Development that are like forty <laughs> minutes long. Yeah. Well, I was about to are... say, like, if you want to, if you want a shaggy episode of a streaming television <laughs> show, oh. I'll give you season two of episode. Excuse me, episode two of season four of Arrested Oof. Development, which is like yeah. forty minutes of, of George Senior in the desert. That's so that's... <laughs> the episodes are yeah. forty minutes long, and it's not the Job one; it's the George Senior ones. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, here's, and those here's something are... interesting. You were talking about links of episodes um, on Google, just because I wanted to make sure I had all my narrative straight for all of these episodes. Google says that every episode of season six is 22 minutes long. No. That's incorrect. False. That's, that's, I mean, I, I know it's incorrect, fallacies. but it's just, it's just interesting. So, yeah. Colin, what's it like <laughs> to think about season six? Because I know on your show you're in season three, right? Yeah, I think does that's it right. does it feel weird to look at this era of the show? Does it feel uh, very different from what you're watching right now, or does it feel pretty similar? Well, I don't know. I mean, I like I would challenge the premise a little bit because I think yeah, all all episodic serialized TV shows are like this, right? Yeah. I mean, how how similar is season three of Community from the pilot episode of Community, right? Absolutely. So when I when I hear anyone say things like because I like Kevin, I think you said this before. Um, a common criticism is well season six is just not the show it's well locate the show for me right because i'm not <laughs> i i like all all especially television um television during this era that was on a network um that wasn't like a like a streaming platform today maybe where they produced all of these episodes before and so now they just decided to release them at a particular time it's just the show is changing and evolving as as the people who made it made it and so i just i guess i don't know how to answer that question in a lot of ways because i never really know what a show is a show just becomes whatever it becomes which is probably not very satisfying but i i think the thing that i like so much about season six that actually excuse me that actually reminds me of um early seasons of the show is that it it does such a wonderful job of finding 
time for both new characters and old characters, which I don't know. I'm not sure I would need to revisit season five. It's been a minute. Um, But I thought it was really interesting what this season does with Britta. Like I would almost want to, to maybe offer a defense of that fantasy sequence because that was the same episode where Britta confessed to Elroy. They see me as a joke, but then we actually have an opportunity to see how Britta wants to see herself. And, and she sees herself as a kind of goddess, right? And and how, how how often, yeah. How, how often does the show allow Britta to be anything other than a, butt to a joke. And so it's, it's small moments like that. And I, I think a couple of you mentioned this before, like, the the Frankie Elroy of it all, like they're just so spectacular in such a limited amount of time. Um, so I, yeah, I, I just, I think I just, yeah, I agree. The jokes really drive this season. It's a, it's, it's an incredibly funny season of television. Um, so if you're yeah. someone who likes community because you think it's funny, I don't know how you watch this season and not think, it's just really funny, you know, like the, the whole Elroy complimenting white people joke. Like that's, <laughs> that's some of the funniest stuff I've ever Absolutely, seen in a television is. show. Yeah. 100%. It's yeah. so funny. Um, so I, I think that's maybe how I would answer that. I'm excited to when we get to the lists of things, because I feel like you're the type of person who thinks, well, what is a list and why am I making this list? So I'm excited to see what you've slated. Uh, that'll be fun. Amazing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't apologize. It's <laughs> it can so, be exhausting, though. I, I, I totally <laughs> understand. So, yeah, I get that I, from my students <laughs> from time to time. So, yeah. yeah. Steven, I want to hear from you a little bit because throughout recapping the show, uh, it's been clear that it's been kind of a drag for you at moments. There have been episodes that were tough for you to get through. Well, and I think it's worth noting that I had not seen a good chunk of season six before recapping it uh so this was my first time watching like the last third of that season um and experiencing it for the first time well really probably the first the second half wouldn't you say zach uh darn near it (laughs) (laughs) um but uh there was some of it that i really didn't like and i don't i wanted to like it i tried to like it i liked parts of it but I just had so many issues with like a solid chunk of the middle of that season. Um, but and the same breath, the last four episodes of that season, I think is one of my favorite four episodes runs of the whole show. And this show has some pretty darn good four episode runs. And I think that's one of like, you can argue it's the best one, but I think it's in the top few. Uh, so th- this season's tough for me because I think that I like, I'm happy it exists and I like a lot of, of, of what goes on there, but there's just so many, uh, like, I think that the, the length of the episodes helps in some cases. The finale is a little bit longer. Awesome. There's a few other episodes that are a little bit longer, and I think it works great because you can fit more story there. But there's some episodes that I'm like, wow, I really wish they would have cut, like, six minutes of this. Yeah, there are episodes, like, one that comes immediately to mind is the Karate Kid and Gay Dean episode, which are two Mm -hmm. great stories, but it's an episode that has basically these two plots. Is that also the Bird episode where where Abed befriends Mm -hmm. a baby bird? I feel like they've got these longer episodes, and instead of filling it with more stuff, we're getting really long dialogue scenes, and and, an episode like that I think would have been great if it was about 25 minutes long, if they just cut a couple of... Did you guys know... That Zach's never seen the Karate Kid. That's irrelevant. What does that have to do with anything? 
Wow. I had not really, until we covered it on the pod. I did it as like homework. I've wow. done that for a few movies. But what I would argue there, yeah. Stephen, is before doing this show, I hadn't seen my dinner with Andre and I, I uh, got true. that episode exactly how I needed to. I totally knew what, like, yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. knew what they were saying <laughs> about true. that movie and what kind of movie it was without knowing anything about it before watching that episode. So I don't think the moral no. of the story, Zach, is you need to watch the Karate Kid. Sure, sure, I'll watch the Karate Kid, but I don't think not having seen the Karate Kid makes the episode good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't get it, man. Chang yeah. Chang was the perfect Miyagi. I liked it the the same amount before I watched Karate Kid. <laughs> watched it. it did not move the needle yeah. one iota. Um, absolutely, um, but but yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, circling back around because this is, you know, there's another controversial topic in the community. Sure. Fandom. Uh, there's there's two very controversial topics that I do think need to be discussed in a full discussion of Thank season you. six. One of them is uh, TV's Britta Perry, as <laughs> as played by Gillian Jacobs, who for a lot of people, th they so despise in the core of their being the journey that Britta takes as a character on this show. Mm. Um, they, they absolutely cannot cotton to Britta Perry after a certain point and uh, different people have different points, but there's sort of like a commonly agreed upon thing that like somewhere in the middle of season three, mm. they kind of lose the thread, you know, and, and she becomes too much of a joke, um, you know, and I have written, and published a lot of words on the subject of Britta Perry. Obviously, you know, people are free to, to disagree with me. But to, to me, the Britta arc is um, deeper than people give it credit for. And, and uh, it took uh, Jillian over at Welcome to Greendale, yet another community podcast, mm -hmm. to really, like, put these words on there for me, is that it is not so much that Britta quote unquote, becomes dumber. It is that she feels more comfortable shedding this facade around like her closest group of friends. Mm -hmm. So like the, the Brita we meet in the pilot is a put on it, we, as, as we all put ourselves on in, in social situations. Right. And, and as she feels more, more open with these people, she can reveal that she's a fucking goofball. That she's that she's a nut, that she's a fuck up, that she she's all these different things. But to me, community never loses the thread is that like she is sometimes extraordinarily compliment as um laid out in this season in advanced safety features, where like Great she can sell the fuck out of a Honda mm -hmm. to to this day, you know, and, <laughs> and like she can absolutely nail that. And and you know, for everyone's problem with Britta. Gillian never lost a step along the way. True. That's where um, I stand with it now. I do kind of agree with some of the criticisms of, I feel like what were they doing with that character in the writer's room sometimes, I, yeah. especially as the show hemorrhages characters, then all of a sudden in season six, we're not giving, we're, we're giving Britta some, but I feel like we're not giving Britta or Annie near enough in, mm -hmm. in the final season. However, Annie and Abed get lost this season. Abed as well. However, Gillian is so fucking funny and when she gets mm -hmm. to do something weird, it makes me laugh harder than just her absurd reaction in the series finale makes me laugh so every single time. <laughs> so it's kind of hard. It's like maybe Britta isn't as complex of a character in the later seasons, but she's a 
a whole lot funnier though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this we and get you, her parents in this season. Um, we get her big speech about America in the email episode. Like, there's a lot of good Britta if you in here. It's just yeah, she doesn't she doesn't have as much <laughs> spotlight time. I'm not at that big of. I've gone back and forth on this. I'm not that big a fan of the British parents stuff. Um, yeah. And I like Britta in the season a lot. And to, to everything you guys were saying, I think like if you go back to season one, like whether it's the um, episode where she becomes, you know, the butt of every joke and, and all that, or the, um, you know, turn it into a snake. moment, Like she's always <laughs> kind of had that goofier side. It's just yeah. by this point in season six, she has no filter through it. Um, but the the parent stuff to me felt like um, I, it, it again. It, this is where I think the season's just serving the comedy because the actors are funny, absolutely. The scenarios are funny, mm -hmm. but I don't feel they we're true to the character. Like I think they made it well in the sense that like I think it works for her to have that kind of relationship with her parents, but I don't think it necessarily made her character more interesting or you know any of that that introduced her parents like I, I thought that was unnecessary backstory um or just unnecessary um you know yeah like it, i don't think it really added anything other like they could have made me laugh just as much with something that to me would have felt more consistent with the mm -hmm. character i remember what bothered me most about that wasn't even britta or her parents but the relationship that everybody else had exactly. with Britta's yeah. parents yeah. and yeah, how that, shitty definitely. of a friend group they are just to serve this whole oh we'll ask britta's parents for money and haha poor stupid britta I, it's mm -hmm. I, everybody else really pisses me off in that storyline yeah. not yeah britta or her parents. also like i don't want to be the asshole like nerd who's trying to keep canon consistent in a sitcom <laughs> but it does like to me that's like stepping over like there's nothing that indicates they have any kind of like knowledge or like it's just such a like flip on like yeah. what we're supposed to know about the characters like there's other things where they'll like reveal you know so and so like jeff and Britta were sleeping together that whole season and like you can go mm -hmm. through it and you can see like even if it's yeah. not explicit like there's at least it's believable but like yeah. i don't believe for a second that like at one point, Jeff mentions the New Year's uh, glasses being zeros, which means it was 2009, which means it was season one. And I'm like, mm. no, like that wasn't he didn't he didn't meet Britta's parents in the first half of the yeah. first season. Like, I just don't like buy that for a second. And at that point, it's not even a canon thing. It's just like a like consistency thing, you know, like it doesn't fit the like dynamics of the characters that have been established. So like I, I wish they had maybe said like they all six months before or something, mm -hmm. but like saying it's been going on for years felt yeah. like such a like weird thing to reveal in the sixth season of your show. Like I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't like any of that. Can I respond maybe to some of that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. I, 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 I just, I <laughs> what do you think you're here for? Come on. Is, I know. Sorry. I mean, I guess I would say a couple of things first, you know, the, the sixth season, I think Abed speaks to this. It's, it's preoccupied with thinking of itself not just as a show but thinking of what it means for community to be a show which is another way of saying it's it's and again i think abed speaks to this right it's it's trying to answer those larger questions like how do people like us pay for things so i mm -hmm. think maybe one way of possibly trying to understand well why why would they do that uh zoe why why would it not be six months but a couple of years it's the show trying to answer that question like how the hell has Britta survived just from a socioeconomic perspective? Well, it's because her friends have, have taken like copious amounts of money from her parents <laughs> without anyone necessarily knowing. Um, but what I, I think this is maybe more to this idea of like what the show has done with Britta. Um, 
you almost see a microcosm of what Kevin spoke about in the pilot when she first interacts with Jeff and she talks to him without looking at him. Mm -hmm. And then Jeff says utter nonsense in Spanish. And she has this moment when she looks so desperate and she says, Uh I really need help. And I get the impression that 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 moment is such a beautiful, beautiful encapsulation of who this character is. Someone who is affecting a particular ethos, but she's not very good at it. And all it takes is someone <laughs> seeming like they know what they, they, they want yeah. to do or someone who seems like they know what they, they, they know. And then that affect just, just completely evaporates. Um, and I, I really actually like a lot of what this season does with Britta because, you know, again, maybe I'm just disagreeing, but I thought the explanation that Britta as a character who was so belligerent and rebellious from such a young age that that put her in a kind of arrested development for all of her adult life that really worked for me maybe maybe it's because of my of my time with arrested development where that's a show that wants to explore the effect that parents have on their children and how it really prevents their children from growing and maturating in a meaningful way and i look at a character like britta and i think shit you could be a blue you know like you you just you 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 just fit perfectly into that kind of paradigm and then but but like what what almost seems a bit insidious about it is how and we have no point of reference here right but her like there's almost this sense that her parents are gaslighting her a little bit about this which i mean there's something almost nefarious about that and Mm -hmm. so so then like britta doesn't become the butt of a joke Britta becomes like a deeply, deeply tragic figure um, who's been abused by these narratives that people tell about her. And so then I look at Britta and I think, well, you're just like almost the product of like systemic abuse or something because people have been telling you this story about your life that you don't think is true, um, but everyone believes them. So I don't I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone, but it was that moment when her parents. Yeah, yeah. There's that there's that line in their intro episode where George says, like, you say we did a lot of terrible stuff to you. We don't remember that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, it's I feel so like we can all relate to that a little bit. Right. hundred <laughs> percent. You talk to your parents about something horrible they did to you and they're like, I don't remember that. That wasn't very important yeah. for me. When I <laughs> yeah. that. Seems important to you. And then and then and, and then your friends say. What were you rebelling against? Love? Yeah. So, yeah, so they like, seem even, great. even yeah. they. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so like I, I don't know. I, I think I'm persuaded by the idea that at the very least Britta felt aggrieved and there's no one there to validate that for her and what does that do to a person and and how does that affect a person and yeah I I just I thought the show was was at least by my estimation effective at um grappling with those kinds of dynamics absolutely mm-hmm. well said well, and- any other Good topics time. we want to get on before we start listening to Sorry. Kevin? You look like you I have this list. tendency to make things like super sad. So like I'll talk about like Britta as like, as, like <laughs> I feel sad. No, I'm right there with you. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's like she's she's been gaslit her whole life. So let's talk about that. You know, and that's so, why she poops her pants and sings a funny song is because yeah, 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 she's yeah. been gaslit her entire life. Um, the you know we can obviously list it up whenever you know I I think another thing people have against this season that is not really the season's fault is that Troy is not in it and mm-hmm. for so many yeah. people he's that like was one of my key. big questions you talk about well what are people's actual problems with this season is it because Donald's not there along with a few other characters that is and the is, most that common thing that I see thought yeah. of the season so much that yeah. it wouldn't matter 
what they put out, they would feel disappointed by Donald Glover mm-hmm. not being there. That is that's a hundred percent part of it. Sorry. Uh, yeah. No, I, I just think like what I've noticed from people who have seen all of community mm-hmm. is that if you watched when it was airing and you were familiar, which I think most people who watched it consistently when they were airing at least knew that season four was different, even if they weren't, sh- didn't know all the details, mm-hmm. but like people who watched it back then, it was like season four was the weird one. And then the gas leak year. And then, you know, the rest of the show, and then it came back with five and six. But I think mm-hmm. when people watch it now, especially people are coming to it for Donald Glover and, and, you know, a lot and, and, the, and mm-hmm. the season one cast, are way more put off by when he leaves in season five and therefore don't like season six and yeah. to some degree season five because of like the most common thing I hear from new community fans is that when Donald Glover leaves, the show falls off. Like in the same way you would talk about like any other sitcom where a main character leaves and there's like a huge downhill mm-hmm. uh, turn from there. Whereas I think most of us who watched it when it was airing kind of view it more as like a, you know, it's not so much it's great and then it stops. It's like more of just it's all over the place at various points yeah. <laughs> of the show. Right? Like it's not like, you know, I guess generally we agree the first probably half, but still like, you know, I mean, there's plenty of people who who love season five and season six and even mm-hmm. season four. So um, I think the under discussed as- absence is also Yvette Nicole Brown. I think she's mm-hmm. a huge yeah. dynamic to the show that Absolutely. they don't get. Like, I think it's weird when Jeff becomes the only like, like, I don't know. I, I feel like of the original of the group, there was that kind of like, you had like the, the kids pretty much. And then you had like yeah. the adults and like yeah. Jeff and Shirley kind of like, you know, they always tried to make Shirley seem like she was older and, and, and whatnot. But like, I don't know, you get these weird dynamics where I think like they, they comment on it in this season. But like Frankie, Elroy, like what mm-hmm. do like they, they I think they find a good rhythm. But like mm-hmm. what like it's just a totally different show and uh, to Colin's point before I agree it's hard to necessarily identify um what what the community is as a show but I think if you're just looking at the cast and what each ca- uh, actor brings to the show it's the most jarring shift out of any season you know like mm-hmm. ha- not like almost no one what you got four from the main study group uh, the original main study group and then yeah you absolutely. know like Chang and the Dean are in are like they're in the episode that they never would have been in two seasons before. Yeah, they yeah. get promoted was, big time. Like, yeah. far less music, far less lighting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I and, and because of the longer episodes, it does feel like even more so than season four, if I didn't know anything about what was going on behind the cameras of Community, I think I would feel the same way. I think it feels a bit of a shift. It's yeah. definitely a shift. And, and you miss the characters that are gone, but the new characters yeah. are so good. Like, I just, I can't be upset about it. The, yeah, Frankie I agree. Boy are so good and so funny and so different from the rest of the, like, you know, yes, Frankie and Elroy are filling in for, like, Troy and and uh, Shirley and, and Pierce at all, but they have their own unique energy yeah. that, that it doesn't just feel like, and it's new Shirley, like Dean yeah. introduces her in the in the in the first episode. It, it yeah. does have like she Frankie. I mean Frankie Dart is another character that's just like incredible. Close to my mm-hmm. heart. I could go on for days. I love Frankie. <laughs> um, and Elroy is just a fucking joke machine. Yeah, and, you know, like mm-hmm. he's not a super so funny character, but he's so goddamn funny. They're like, okay, fine. You know, it doesn't matter. I think for community, this is like a. Wanna... Oh, sorry. Oh, just being one of those shows that they lose so many characters compared to other shows that go through the same history. I feel like it comes up on top with how strong its mm-hmm. final season is and how they put together this 
new found family that doesn't just feel like a rehash. It doesn't feel like community, the new class at all. It, I think it, it, they do a really good job of making you care about this new version of this family um, while also boosting up characters. Like you mentioned, well, Chang and the Dean wouldn't have been in this episode a couple seasons ago. I love the roles that Chang and the Dean specifically take in the group in this season. I think they're some of the highlights of the whole season for me. Yeah, definitely. Incredible yeah. Dean material. And and I'm sorry, I know I've been talking a lot, but just like <laughs> to tie season six back into another show that you two boys have talked about. Hmm. Um, season six of Community feels like Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Someone Whoa. who believes that it shouldn't still be alive. <laughs> Some, and, <laughs> and is now just doing shit. Is now just trying, like, we should not be alive. We should not be on a Yahoo streaming service right now. We should not have been able to get, you know, sci-fi legend actor Keith David on our show. (laughs) I don't know. Fuck it. Let's do a Jolene parody song about, like, an episode (laughs) where, like, about contemporary, you know, queer identity (laughs) culture. Let's do a fucking Sony email hacks episode. Let's let's do the incest wedding. Let's do it. Like, it's just, just, I love it. That is how it feels to me. Like, kind of like a weird victory lap in a way Mm -hmm. of, like, we should not have survived what we just did. We've been canceled more than any other show (laughs) except for, like, maybe, like, Futurama or something. Mm -hmm. Like, Let's just, I don't know. Let's have fun. Let's have fun in, in literally the basement underneath where they film Parks and Rec. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just, we're the weird little show in the basement. Let's just have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, a, a victory lap that's critically looking, looking back at itself, you know, when I think about that yeah. Dean episode, it's, it's really an episode that's, um, exploring and interrogating how it's treated the dean as a as a queer figure, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 some of the miscalculations, some of the deeply unfair miscalculations it's made, and some of the like really just odd conflations it's made. And even when I think about a character like Elroy, you know, I I like Shirley, but part of what I find so regrettable about Shirley is how they do so little with her, right? Like she's, uh, Mm -hmm. she's her, her, her absence, um, reminds us that this is a show that, um, really allowed her to be at times, nothing more than a maternal figure or a bigoted religious figure. And Mm -hmm. you have a character like Elroy, who's black and he spends a fair amount of time commenting on the deeply, um, tricky and frustrating dynamics of being a black man in the tech industry in the 1990s, right? And, and, and what that did to him and how, and, and the sorts of choices he had to make to, and I believe he even says this, right? To survive in a world like that. So I think about a character like Elroy as, you know, certainly functioning in a lot of ways that's similar to Shirley, but it's almost, again, like the show is critically, critically interrogating how little it did with Shirley and trying to do more with Elroy and trying to say, let's, let's, as, as, because community's not particularly good at exploring the black experience. Uh, maybe because there weren't just a lot of black writers in the <laughs> yeah. writer's room. Right. Um, but, but whether it's successful or not, you can see the show trying at least to think through the mistakes it's made in the past and, and maybe trying to do better in season six, which is part of what I like about season six as well. This idea that it's shedding characters, but while it's shedding characters, it's at least trying to interrogate um, the shortcomings that, that it made in relation to those characters that it's shedding. Because like, I would ask anyone who laments the loss of Troy, like, 
Aren't you glad, though, that they got rid of Troy before they started to flanderize him? Because they were getting mm-hmm. pretty fucking close with him. Like, yes. I, I was, yeah. I was yeah. like, ter- like I'm, 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 I'm always terrified of, yeah. of, like, that moment when a show flanderizes a wonderful character. And I was terrified they were getting close with Troy. So, yeah, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. that's a great point. Yeah. Well, I think let's get into some listing stuff. And I like let's to start with the negative and get that out of the way so we can focus on the top five later on. I don't care who goes first. Does anybody feel excited to tell their list? Who wants to go I'll, first? I'll go my my bottom three first. I'll start. Go ahead, Steve. Because I – we – you know, if you if you if you ever heard it, we were having a tough time for a while going through some of these episodes. So it, it was, you know, in hindsight, I don't think they were as bad as they felt to me at the time. <laughs> but um, it was it was a tough go of it. Uh, but my number three in descending order, so three, two, one. Uh, my number three was queer studies in advanced waxing. So the one who's been upping the Karate Kid episode all fucking year, and now it's number three on your worst. Yeah, because I only like the Karate Kid part of it. I hate the rest of it. You just like, <sighs> you hate the part about gay people. Hmm, interesting, Steven. <laughs> oh, really interesting. interesting. I think huh. you hate Diego. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> I do. I love Diego. But I think it's... I think a lot of it's stupid. I think the ending is stupid. The political thing is dumb. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number two, <laughs> intro to recycled cinema. I think that there's like some funny one. parts in that one, but I didn't think it was very good. Um, Chang was the best part of that episode, and it was just the same four-second <laughs> clip played over, over, and again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my least favorite of the entire season, this might be a shocker to Zach, because he we disagreed on the quality of this episode. Oh, wow. But due to the fact that this episode contains approximately six minutes of gold and 22 minutes of garbage, I already know you're going to security is my least oh. favorite of the. I'm not mad at that at all. Which one? I'm sorry. Basic email Sony... security. Yeah. The Gupta, Gupta, Gupta really? hacked emails. Okay, I like cool. that one. Yeah. yeah you're like Gupta, like Gupta is just too here, much so. for me. Yeah. He's a lot. Yeah. He's. <laughs> It's yeah. really hard to watch them bring Charlie Coons back oh, in the final so run yeah. of episodes to make not I don't just to make blatant fat jokes for no good reason other than that they're fat jokes to him. That's really sad to watch. It bums me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt a little disrespectful to not obviously to him, but even to like Jeff and everyone else. Like we yeah. saw them learn mm-hmm. like firsthand that they shouldn't treat people like that. And then mm-hmm. what was the whole happened, point of guys? Like yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's a season six complaint overall. I have is just that it is more pessimistic, I think, than any other season of Community. Like, it, I don't know, it feels like it's got more of a chip on its shoulder than it deserves to have. I don't know. Like, I get it because like the show is always under, uh, always a target for cancellation, and obviously this is the Yahoo season. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, come on, guys. Like, like <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. mean. But yeah. Sweet. Okay, who's up? Who wants to go? Someone popcorn. I'll in. do it. Okay, Bingo. go ahead, Kevin. All right. Yeah. So my so my bottom three. And this is actually easy. They come like all right in a row in in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of the season. It was very convenient of them to do that for me. Um, I'll I'll also start from uh, third least favorite uh, of the season. That's got to be your basic RV repair and palmistry. No, I love wow. an episode. I listen. I like two of these episodes I'm about to list. It's a 13 mm-hmm. episode season. I like pretty much yeah. every episode in there. There's only one where I'm like, eh, skip. Um, so basic RV repair. 
it really locked in for me on like a rewatch while we were doing the podcast. But again, like weak and just a little too unwieldy strange for, for my personal taste, but I love extra thick straps. I, <laughs> there's a lot to like in this episode, in my, in my humble opinion. Uh, my second least favorite also uh, recycled cinema. I, you know, it's fine. There's nothing really to mm-hmm. it. And Jeff chokes Abed at the end. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I've never loved that. A lot of I'm, that this um, season, and I don't like it a single time that it happens. That one that's doesn't the... show up on either of my <laughs> lists. So I want to bring up how much I love. I forget who it is that's the guest star in that episode that plays the film executive. But Gutenberg. I, Gutenberg. Oh, yeah. Steve, yeah. I, I was mixing up Gutenberg with Billy Zane in advanced nice. teachers. But oh, I just, an incredible cameo. I just love how enamored Gutenberg is with the movie, like how shitty it, it is. It's so and funny. how many movies he's had to have seen. And then he's like, oh my God. They killed him. Oh my God, what's going on? I, I so really amazing. like that episode. Like Wait, I said, that a lot Paul of funny Reiser? stuff in it. That's Paul Reiser, right? No, Reiser's not in that. It's uh, Gutenberg, right? It's Gutenberg from Three really? Men and the Baby. A police Academy himself. I recently Gutenberg. learned that Three Men oh, and a okay. Baby was the highest was grossing Paul film Reiser. of the year that it came out. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the box office used to be much more interesting than it is now, where it's just right. like okay. 37 versions of the same movie in the pop box office. Whereas like you go <laughs> back a couple wild. decades and it's like, yeah, Three Men and a Baby was like played like fucking Titanic. <laughs> it's, <just> so, <laughs> it's so nuts. Directed by Leonard Nimoy. Uh, Whoa, of, I did not Star- know that. Wow. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. That's baller. Directed by Very Leonard deep. Nimoy um anyway and my least favorite of the season uh always has been since the first viewing of this season number one with a bullet uh, it's grifting 101 does not do fucking much for me and i love matt barry mm-hmm. i like but matt barry is not even like on his game in this in this episode i've never is it gotten his fault? It. they don't really give him a ton to do no it's not his fault this episode is so unwieldy it's about the sting you know mm-hmm. like the best picture Jeez. winner of 1973 <laughs> like it's such a weird axe to grind this was that period of time where you could listen to harmontown Mm-hmm. like as it was coming out weekly and you would hear dan Harmon like go off about the sting and then like oh lo and behold six months later there's a community <laughs> episode about the sting like you could just you could hear the idea pipeline happening uh, before your very ears um yeah just just as not just does not too much for me yeah, i don't care for that one either conspiracy yeah. theories and interior design it is not and i feel like it kind of wants to be oh god it wants yeah to be so bad. but yeah. like that's what a, is that's a great comparison yeah i yeah they're both oh. just like about nothing for no reason and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like but one of them but that's how i feel about funnier. a lot of this yeah. season there's a lot of episodes this yeah. season where they're literally like what's the lesson at the end and no one can come up with that's anything. a huge pet like, peeve of mine yeah like that's something that plagues some of my favorites and least favorites of this season so it's like it's not like it correlates to the episodes i don't like there's plenty of ones i like that are like that but yeah i that's a good example um i'll go ahead and go but that made me think how i i just i really i really feel the same way and now i've already forgotten the point that i want to make so i'll just make my list uh my bottom three starts at number three with queer studies and advanced waxing um i it's one of those episodes that has a couple of good jokes and then tells them 20 times and i'm like sick of them by four or five and it's one it's it's kind of a missed opportunity i had a trouble more trouble than i thought i would making this bottom three because there are Many episodes that have beats that I don't like in them, but it was hard to single out specific episodes. So that's my number three. Number two, I also have basic email security. 
Um, I think, like Steven said, it's got like six incredibly killer minutes of dialogue, and then the rest is a slog to get through. And it's got a lot of mean spirited jokes, and there's, I don't know, not enough. I don't know. There's not enough of the way they used to treat Pierce that made stuff like that actually funny sometimes mm -hmm. in that episode. It's just mean spirited. It makes me feel sad. And my number one least favorite episode of the season is actually lawnmower maintenance and postnatal care. Ugh, um, I, I disagree. I've never really thought the VR stuff is all that funny and it takes up so much of the wow. episode. And again, I, I do. Worlds I do. Like, <laughs> I, worlds the like my favorite at. character of the entire Jesus series. And I've never, it's never done it for me. And the same with the Britta plotline is I like Britta's placement in that plotline. But uh, the behavior of all of her friends has always made me kind of unhappy in that one, too. But as I made this list, I realized I don't really hate any of these episodes, and I don't think any of them would show up on like a bottom ten or fifteen of the series. I don't think they would. No way. Really? Hmm. I I, I feel like a little less. I, can... yeah. I feel a little sorry, more sorry, negative sorry. about my bottom three. That's all. I just yeah. Then go yeah, ahead. I, I really, want to hear it. I, well, I made this rewatch. I did for for this, which I tried to fit in today. So I ended up having to like part of certain episodes and stuff but i mostly got there um it like it was the most the most i've noticed things that have bothered me and i think the problem is even it's the it's the it's really the length of meandering nature of a lot of these episodes that just kill them for me and like other than you know my top five i i feel like almost all of them have things that i would just completely get rid of and without doing that they end up just like being episodes I'm far less likely to rewatch than any others. So if I'm doing my overall every episode ranking based on like which ones I like to rewatch, like most of the season's gonna be in like the bottom quarter wow. or third of the mm -hmm. list. Like even even like there are season four episodes that it might technically be worse, but like I just they're faster and like yeah, more absolutely. reminiscent of the community that I love. So I just like I'm more likely to rewatch them. Um but uh, I agree with the criticisms of Grifting 101. That's my uh, third least favorite. Um, uh, my my eleventh overall of the season or whatever. Um, it's I I Matt Berry's the only thing that saves it for me. Um, but mm -hmm. it goes on too long. They don't give him much to do in that time, so it kind of ends up not really doing much in the end. But it's just something. It's the only he's the only reason it's not lower. It's mm -hmm. higher than the next one. So um, my second worst is Intro to Recycled Cinema as well. I agree with everything that's been said about that. Um, it feels to me like an episode that like easily could have worked in, in a previous season, and it would have been better for that because there's like long stretches of just them watching the movie. Yeah, it's like yeah. intentionally, and I just like I feel like if they had done it in a previous season, they would have cut a lot of that, and it would have just been like mm -hmm. them making it, which is more fun. Like it, it just was like a far like less interesting version of episodes we've seen before to me. Yeah. Plus, it becoming about Jeff like actually like they're just making oh, jokes yeah. about him being jealous of Chris Pratt, and then suddenly it's like all about him. Like that episode was an Abed yeah. episode until in the last third, it's the Jeff episode. And the I scene when he it. like tries like, to strangle Abed, not it. fun. It's yeah, it's it's a weird shift. It's a weird episode. Um, uh, I like the 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 CG jokes about Gagus or whatever. Like those, that's the best <laughs> thing about it. Um, <laughs> who is Glipglop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is Glipglop? Yeah. Who is um, and then my bottom one, um, and I, I'll say I did, this was the only one I completely skipped today. Um, and it's one I've wanted to in the past when I've done like complete rewatches and it's laws of robotics and party rights. So mm. the fact that no one's mentioned that so far, I'm curious if people, if y'all like it more than I do, and maybe I, I don't love it. skipping it. It's but fine. like, yeah, that's, I just it's think fine. Yeah. it's very, it's fine. very, very middle. <laughs> I, 
I like don't remember any jokes I like from that episode. I I for I have a weird uh, I kind of hate when shows do like characters on a stick on an iPad, and for some reason that was like a thing that that's a thing that's happened in like a lot of shows. We, like we a, talked about that on the on the podcast, but okay, how that's yeah, like been a thing quite a bit of yeah. places and times. Get when they do it out of necessity in some cases, like especially a lot of shows that like film during COVID would have like characters on like screens yeah. for the entire episode. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like this whole episode is just hard for like the timing and the physical comedy to be like as good as it could be because you've got like most of the characters are just faces on a screen and i don't know you spend so much screen time just watching these guys talk yeah. on the ipad i'm just like it just doesn't grab me it's like the worst example of how slow the season is and how long the episodes are like i'm just bored at bored mm-hmm. to tears watching it like wow. it <laughs> might be my least favorite episode of the show just because of like wow. it's just such a nothing to me it's just like it yeah. doesn't accomplish anything and it's, it's like 25 minutes long so i just I'd rather skip it at that point. Like, I don't know. Fair. Colin? Yeah. One remains. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I, and I'll, I'll talk about laws of robotics and party rights. It just occurred to me that that I don't, I don't, I don't think I, until today, I understood the difference between Paul Reiser and Steve Gutenberg. Extremely clarifying for me because I thought Steve Gutenberg was in Stranger Things and I thought Paul Reiser was on Community. So okay, nice. that's, that's, that's been extremely helpful to me. Um, my my number three, um, boy, I'm afraid I might get a bit of, of criticism for this. It's it's modern espionage. Whoa, I don't. I, well, it's just I don't understand the fascination with the paintball episodes i like the first one i i I understand contextually why it was quite interesting i thought the the two part from season two did some interesting narrative and character work and and we've actually talked about this on the hop ons podcast how it actually created like like that two-part season finale created a perfect vehicle to maybe um significantly reducing Pierce's um, yeah. mm-hmm. contributions to the show and they just didn't take it, but they probably should have. Yeah. Um, from from there, I just don't care about the paintball episodes that much. I think it's it's an interesting episode. I know it's maybe doing a bit of an homage to uh, something like one of those Captain America movies or something. Um, I know there's a whole elevator sequence or whatnot. And I know the Russos were connected to that, which is perhaps why they're making that homage. It just, I don't, I don't know. I need someone to persuade me to care about the paintball episodes after season two, because I, I just don't, I guess. Um, my, my second least favorite is Grifting 101. Um, I think conceptually it could be really interesting. I just don't care that much about it, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I totally agree with Zoe. My least favorite episode is Laws of Robotics and Party Rights. Oh, I think wow. it's it's like the fact that it's exploring the way Jeff has abused the Dean throughout mm-hmm. the entire show is interesting, hmm. but it also fails to acknowledge the fact that the Dean's been unapologetically predatory toward Jeff as if like the dean's the victim here, you know? Um, And uh, like, like, come on, like he, he, he like stalked and spied on one of his students just because, you know, he's, uh, he's super hot. Um, And and I, uh, I think the show could have done a better job of maybe exploring that instead of making the Dean uh, the victim of Jeff's disinterest. But yeah, laws of robotics and party rights. I just don't, 
yeah, I just don't okay. care. Who cares? You know, I, yeah. I think I agree with Zoe. It's one of my <laughs> least favorite community episodes. So, I mean, notice yeah. how nobody said anything about the party plot line in that episode. It's just so yeah. nothing. Oh, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. I don't love I don't know. Annie and Britta's dynamic this season in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole, like, not, why don't you start weird. paying for your rent, Britta? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I feel like if Annie of all people would understand like a contentious family relationship where she, yeah. like she doesn't have a lot of money because of it. Like I just yeah, yeah. Also just like <laughs> Annie's yeah, a like, fed at the end of this season. This right is her fed true. behavior. That's well, that, and this that's the thing. Right? I've always even though Community made fun of Britta for her politics, they never disagreed with her politics. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. I think this is a season where, in some ways, they they allow her to say things that are even more true than things she said <laughs> at the same time you got a character like annie just being like shut up you're irrelevant pay your rent like uh, that seems like <laughs> even harsher than just saying yeah. she's the worst you know like i mean it's like because are you the worst but you're devalued I mean, because become, you haven't paid your rent like, yeah, yeah like annie's become a super conservative figure who's like pull yourself yeah. up by your bootstraps like right. i did like you know like dude <laughs> like come on like annie I don't want to say this. I'm just concerned that like Annie was trumping in 2016. So <laughs> I know Annie hit us with the "gotta get I, off your yeah. ass and work" speech. I'm asking <laughs> where Annie Edison was on January 6th. Okay. That's exactly my point. That's exactly my point. You know, because I'm terrified that 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 she was like storming the Capitol on, on January 6th. She was so, there yeah. with Community guest star Jay Johnston. They were both. There. <laughs> They were also the Arrested Capital. Development guest star. Also yeah, Arrested yeah, Development, yeah, Jay yeah, Johnson. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. That makes it yeah, even scarier my... to think what Annie and Jeff would be like together in today's political climate. All the evil they could do together. Terrible. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 Like Jeff is one of Trump's lawyers and oh. uh, Annie storming oh, the Capitol. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> few years later, Jeff could have really easily been, like, in the Scaramucci role. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. He was so Scaramucci, isn't he? He was yeah. so Scaramucci. That could have been, yeah. that would have been easy. <laughs> well, let's segue into the better stuff. We've all gotten know, our negatives the... out of the way. Who went first? Steven, did you go I first? Do you want to go first time. again? Okay. Uh, my number five, basic crisis room decorum. We gave a degree to a dog. Love it. I think that was fun. <laughs> Y'all did um, that episode on, on my show. Full circle moment. We did. Moment. Mm -hmm. We did. Um, number four, contrary to, to the beliefs of, of Kevin there, um, basic <laughs> RV repair and palmistry. I think this I one's really it. funny. I do too. That's what yeah. I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like this season. There's only 13 options. <laughs> yeah, I thought this one was funny. I like the Dean. I like Abed for most of it. I don't think that the joke gets super old for me like it does for some people, I think. Um, number three for me was Modern Espionage. I really enjoyed that oh, yeah. one. I Probably my favorite paintball since the season two. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I thought that the sequences were good. I, I think it's absolutely hilarious when Jeff shoots the guy with the walkers. I don't know why, but that like caught me so by surprise. I laughed hysterically at that it one. It was pretty funny. Um, well, it's the wave, right? It's yeah. The wave. It's like <laughs> so, the wave. So, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number two was emotional consequences of broadcast television. I had never seen the finale before watching it. And number two, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. I know where you're going. With um, this. but I really enjoyed it. I think that it's a perfect ending to to a really good show. Um and it it 
had carried such a different weight at the end seeing the and the movie now that we know that the movie is yeah. actually happening that's such a cool like really cool experience to experience mm-hmm. that for the first time like that uh, my number one which was instantly catapulted to one of my favorite episodes of the entire show i think contains two of the funniest jokes the community tells in its entire series run wedding videography i think it is so funny so so funny the elroy white people joke is flawless the fact that oh, garrett's getting married but of course it's his fucking cousin but who cares you're not gonna find anyone else and, and dang it, that's so hilarious the entire study group it is is at its worst which means that it's at its best and i think that it's it's a totally. a great episode and it's my favorite of the season well said amazing Mm-hmm. Well listed. Well, I went uh, second last time. I'll do it again. There you go. Go for it. All right. Uh, my fifth favorite of the season. Apparently, this is going to be a controversial choice. <laughs> huh? Queer studies and advanced waxing. Um, it has its I, I love this episode because he's I... seen Karate Kid, Zach. <laughs> you put it in the same place I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently, the Karate Kid does not help. But you know, you, you got some Jason Manzukis in this episode, which I'll never say no to. Exactly. Um, I find the Dean plot fascinating. I could talk about it for a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, and some and an actual plot for Ben Chang, which like never, never happens. <laughs> uh, he has the B story. When has that ever happened? um queer studies and advanced waxing uh uh my my fourth favorite modern espionage uh it, it is one of my favorite paintball episodes of the of the whole deal the the last three episodes of this show really act as a good farewell for like every dis- different aspect of yeah. the show and this mm-hmm. is them saying goodbye to their genre homages which were such a big part of the show and maybe it helps that i love like every movie they're paying homage to like, like mission impossibles and, mm-hmm. and old seventies uh, espionage movies and stuff like that. But love this episode. Love how it kind of concludes Frankie's arc for the whole show. Mm. Um, just a, just a great, just a great episode in my humble opinion. Uh, third fave wedding videography for all the reasons that Steven has listed. Um, I think the study game is on point. The, the Elroy's uh, complimenting white people is a top five moment of the show for me. It doesn't like, get easy. less funny. Every it time. never <laughs> gets just less funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And that's funny. one of those jokes that it's all Keith David, baby. If it yes. was anybody else, it could come off cringy. But mm-hmm. his earnestness and his his eager uh, – it's just Now there's so a man who knows his meatballs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's so – that you say that to anybody on the street. That's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my second favorite of the season hasn't really come up so far, advanced oh. safety features. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this episode. This is a great Brita, Brita it plot. It was really good. It was almost and, the top five. And has another top five moment for me in the whole show, which is Frankie's monologue in the middle mm-hmm. of this about how the Dean is a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> that is a master class on comedy monologue yeah. delivery. Uh, you should watch that before you yeah. like, do any so good. monologue yes. for the rest of your life. Uh, it's absolutely great. Love the return of Subway, aka Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I love uh, a, a single teardrop falling on a Honda steering wheel. As a, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah, incredible. It is. Um, and I I love it. And uh, my number one of the season, uh, probably a top five whole series. Uh, Emotional consequences of mm-hmm. broadcast television. The final episode of the mm-hmm. show. A, a perfect 
a perfect way to send them yeah. the community. I cannot think the only thing that you could maybe quibble about is that like a Troy or a Pierce does not appear, but the episode is so strong that when I'm watching it, I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. I think it's yeah. perfect without them. And I'll Absolutely. pick up off on that. My top five. Uh, I'll mention that I didn't put modern espionage on my top five. It's kind of a middle episode for me because it, it compared to the other paintball episodes, it feels so all all style and they didn't really have the substance for this one i feel like the silver ball story is really lame and there's no yeah. mystery at all to it when you hear kumail nanjiani's voice within the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the episode yeah right like behind the gun <laughs> where like they'd be like the credits they say with special guest star <laughs> jimmy smith saying like well yeah. obviously he's the killer <laughs> uh so my top five number five i have basic crisis room decorum i think that episode is so funny and to counter what colin said about the dean and jeff's relationship <laughs> it changes everything we know about their relationship when the <laughs> dean has thought that jeff has been encouraging him via text for who knows how long dean. Oh, come on. That's why I love Since that plotline so I like it's to think so that it's been funny. going on for a long time. Like, <laughs> when Jeff signed up for Greendale, he wrote down a bullshit fake number that ended up being this overseas number. I love that, and I, that's my headcanon, that it, it's been yeah. going on the whole series. The, the end tags of the season are out of control. Like, we yeah. haven't talked about it at all, but the end tags are on another fucking plane of existence. Yeah, Portuguese gremlins. I mean, Zach, the, I, the I have, like, no fewer than seven things to say about the idea. <laughs> Idea that that the dean literally thinks it's jeff but i'll, I'll say <laughs> I, like i mean my god Hello, it's like, the dean. there's like the red flag the dean. A red flag you know so yeah yeah i think he's he's i think he's love. so hopeful that he is yes. just saying love that he's like blind. what like a like 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 a level five susceptible or something level so seven he, all the yeah, way yeah, so level seven yeah so he's maybe so... maybe that tracks yeah. when he brings mm -hmm. that can of those five cans of olives it's with complete earnestness yeah. i know and <laughs> one of my favorite yeah, comedic beats want. of the whole series is joel there the this really confuses me. This is the first time yeah. you've done this. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number four, I have basic RV repair and palmistry. I think oh, to counter wow. what Kevin said about this season being, why are we still a show? Why are we on Yahoo screen? This is like that episode for me where it just goes fucking nanners. Mm, and I think it's so funny. I could see why you'd get sick of the flashback to three weeks earlier but for me it's one of those things that makes me laugh harder every time all the space elder stuff is very funny the deans uh uh this is the least amount of gas anyone has ever had ever <laughs> the deans really funny in that episode that's my number four number three i've got advanced safety features i think it's a really underrated episode mm -hmm. i think it's really funny i think community does product placement as a plot line better than anyone else ever has yeah. i mean Sorry. britta fucks subway the first time i mean <laughs> i i don't i mean other shows have done it great but not like that uh, my number two is wedding videography it's my favorite episode of the study group are bad people when you ask anybody else i love seeing them being the main characters of this wedding if you ask them but just being an absolute tornado of destruction to this lovely family event. I think it's awesome. Chang at the end being like, I did this. I didn't think I could do it, but I did it. I love it. Classic. And number one, emotional consequences of broadcast television. Come on. It's one of the most unique uh, series finales of all time. And it's kind of interesting that people don't put it on 
uh, listicle articles talking about, can you believe this show did this for their final episode? Because it's so community. Of course, community would do this. And of course, they'd be able to do it in a way that feels like it works thematically. It, it's perfect. It's hilarious. And it, there are moments in it that make me cry every time. That's mine. Yeah. Okay, so I guess if we're sticking with the order, I'm next then. Um, so I think, Kevin, I think you and I have the same list, just slightly oh, like one amazing. swap. So before I get into it, I do want to honorable mention basic, basic crisis room decorum um, mm, because right. of the, the Dean texting, which in my mind is up there with every other joke that we've talked about being like all timers. Yeah, like I, I think that Absolutely. and the way it ends too. And just the, I, the <laughs> amount of times I've just yelled five cans with all my friends <laughs> like, out of context. It's just some of the best Dean delivery ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes for it. And I also want to honorable mention uh, Ladders as well, because I think it's such a great yes. Frankie introduction. And Abed and Frankie in that episode are fantastic. I think it's a, a fantastic, probably Abed's best episode in the season. Um, That's probably true. If I'm it's saying that one. right off the top of my head without thinking mm -hmm. too hard. Of it. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, so in my actual list, uh, number five, I have Queer Studies and Advanced Waxing. I totally agree with Kevin on this. Um, I think I was on your show to talk about this. Yes, um, you were. Yes, you were. A while ago. And... Um, yeah, I just like I think it, Dean is my favorite character, maybe in the entire show, at least definitely of this season, the yeah. last in the second half of the show um, in general. And I really like how they handled it. Like I, I, it's obviously not perfect, and like the Dean is far from perfect queer representation, but like <laughs> I think this is like the best, most lovable version of it that we've seen, and it's like it is handled with some respect, um, or at least like a genuine attempt at it. And all the colleges that like. For all, for all his flaws, he is the only representation on this show of queerness other than the... No, because they actually... There's the lesbian plot line where they're not actually lesbians. <laughs> Everybody's straight in that like, one. Boring. Yeah. Literally nothing. Yeah. yeah, so it's like a, that, they have a whole episode about lesbians where there was no lesbians. So it's <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, great episode. Uh, number four, advanced safety features. It's definitely the episode I've rewatched the most from this season. Hmm. Um, number three, modern espionage, uh, I think. Um I think what stands to me about this one is in spite of the previous uh, paintball episodes being directed by like the Russo brothers and Justin Lin, I genuinely think this has the best paintball action. Like in There's terms great of genuinely effective action. Like it's not like amazing, but it's like, like the fight in the kitchen is actually yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, I'm really like the, the parody of the elevator scene from winter soldier is like done really well. And, and like, I don't know, like it's, it's definitely a far less focused um, and character-based paintball episode than the previous, but it's effective to me and it's fun. Um, and Todd flipping around at the beginning is great every time. <laughs> <laughs> Todd is so funny and so unhinged in season six. We yeah. haven't yeah. seen that, but his bits <laughs> in the series finale. What if yeah. I'm God? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One of the best moments of, of any of the supporting characters, um, which oh, leads yeah. me to my number two, which is wedding videography. Nice. Um, Funniest episode of the season. Yeah. Um, but the reason it's my number two is because number one is emotional consequences of broadcast mm -hmm. television. And yeah, the title says it all. It's number one because <laughs> it's the most emotional episode of the season to me. And it's not even close. Like, yeah. There are other episodes where I connect a little bit more to the character but characters but like i said i feel like this season hasn't been character driven and this episode feels completely character driven mm -hmm. um and it really does a great job to wrap up and and send off you know the characters that are at least still there in a meaningful way so uh yeah great great finale it brings everything i it brings the season together to me like if it wasn't for this episode i probably would almost write off this season not that i would never watch that. it but just like wow. it'd be 
it'd be such an outlier to me yeah. in terms of like mm -hmm. not feeling the same. But this really tied it together with the previous five seasons so well. So, yeah, I, I I would just um in particular echo a lot of what Zoe said um about the uh, uh queer studies episode. You know, the dean is is far from a flawless representation, and I think what's really frustrating about community is how like you have to do a lot of like reading between the text like maybe like is 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 like abed bisexual maybe like what's annie's deal there are some times when she seems attracted to britta i don't know but but like yeah I, I would just i think zoe said a lot of really smart stuff about that and i would just echo those sentiments my my number five is um emotional and i would also say um I don't know if I necessarily. Whoa! Hold on. It being your number five caught me off guard, and then you just threw it away like it was. No, no, no. He said his number five is emotional. It's just it has feelings. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there yet. Aside from laws of robotics, I really like a lot of this season. So I, I do feel like I'm. I don't know, selecting among all of my children or whatever. However, that metaphor goes. But my, but my number five is emotional consequences of broadcast television. Um, I think it's a great episode. I think finales are always hard. It mm -hmm. does have my favorite moment from Community, which is the second hug, because this mm -hmm. is a show that ostensibly begins with Jeff Winger trying to leave Abed behind. Mm -hmm. And it's a show that ends with Jeff not wanting to let Abed mm -hmm. leave. And that's, that's like a, mm -hmm. such a beautiful, like thinking about these are the two characters that both in many ways started and ended this show is a really lovely sentiment to me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there's almost this sense that Abed doesn't fully understand the ramifications either in the pilot or in the, in the finale. So that's, yeah, I, I just, I love that moment. Number four is uh lawnmower maintenance and what is it? Post, uh, post natal care. care. Is that right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, which episode nice. is that two boy Elroy, guys i mean the world's within war it's it's, it's just <laughs> i'm going in i'm that was, that, that use was a phrase too. i coined like, in the 90s I, yeah, I, mean, I just, set the time zone yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I, I i think part of it is just um jim rash is so incredibly funny mm -hmm. at so like simulating whatever he's doing in the simulated world i think in particular it's it's when he tries to attack jeff and he's he's like going yeah yeah it's, <laughs> god it's so funny um and um i don't i don't envy someone like joel McHale just having to sit there and watch that without breaking the whole time uh -huh, yeah. how do you not break well. the whole time um so I, I i really dig that episode number three is basic crisis room decorum um yes. Frankie's line, wait, our plan is to attack the dog. I think that's the <laughs> for me, but like that's that's such a perfect like study group tactic is is like let's let's defame the dog's character to get out of this. Um number two is advanced safety features because yeah, for for reasons a lot of you have mentioned, um, I think it's an episode that effectively and and in an interesting way grapples with Britta's politics and in particular the politics of consumerism which is something that the show often um while i agree with you it's a show that doesn't necessarily um suggest that Britta's politics are wrong they do um satire Britta as a kind of political figure but i think this is an episode that tries to take those politics seriously and my favorite episode and, and this might be because of arrested development apparently i just like intellectual property that grapples with uh incest <laughs> is wedding videography uh my favorite play is hamlet i'm watching house of the dragon i just seem to like um incest as a theme in my popular entertainment but uh, it's incredibly funny but I, I i i think zach you said this as well um 
I think the show is quite good at suggesting that this study group is just one friend configuration within a much larger um, diegetic universe, which is interesting yeah. because I think shows, sitcoms in particular, are quite um, sneaky at this, where they suggest that the world of the show, it really does um, um, gravitate around whomever the main characters are. But I think community is quite good at taking a step back often and saying, mm -hmm. no, this is just one group among a multitude of groups. And, and despite what we might want to think, this is maybe the worst group of all the groups at this community <laughs> college. Like, like maybe we would have had a better time following another group. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, th I think this, this episode grapples with that dynamic quite effectively. In addition to just being so funny, I agree. I think, uh, Kevin, you said this, the Elroy complimenting white people, it's, it's just objectively funny all the time all oh. the time there's no like even even elroy was trying to be be polite and 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 perhaps even um critical of himself like this this will sound racist i don't know if that sounds racist <laughs> elroy but yeah it's just <laughs> incredibly funny and um yeah so that's those are my top five awesome amazing before we wrap up, I do want to talk a little bit about the series finale and kind of now the implications that it's not actually the end of the story. Uh, one of my favorite things about the series finale is just how it feels like your favorite show giving you a hug and then explaining to you why it's better that things end than drag on like man to man. I love that. It feels like a show's creator telling a fan this is going to end and it's okay. And it's more beautiful because it's ending. And I, I love those scenes that are Abed's speech about TV and what it can mean mm -hmm. to people like speaks to me on a meta level and an emotional level uh, in a way that a lot of things can't let alone sitcom television. Um, but what do you guys think? I, I was never in the camp of the community movie actually happening to be quite honest. I, I never didn't... believed it. No, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, but now having wrapped up the show shortly after that announcement and revisiting the ending, it totally adds up that you could pick up this story anywhere and mm. not uh, demean the the great work that the series finale does as a conclusion. How are you guys feeling a couple weeks after the announcement that this isn't the end? I'm this is I'm genuinely nervous about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. I and it's because of how good this finale is in large part. Um, I agree with you. I think it leaves, totally leaves room for everyone to come back and, uh, you know, where are they now kind of thing. It'll be, what, like eight years from the finale when the movie mm -hmm. comes out. So that's, mm -hmm. like, enough time for everyone to have, like, moved on. But I guess my biggest fear is that they're going to do... To, to, to make the movie happen, I'm worried they're going to do what they did at the beginning of season five, which, you know, I like season five, or what they allude to happening at the end of this season, which is that everyone's going to kind of just fail at or, yeah. or decide yeah. against their dreams and then end up back at Greendale. So, like, I, I need there to be, like, some change, some, like, positive check-in. Like, I don't know. I need the eight years to matter between the finale and this, you know, and, and the movie. So I think as long as they do that, then there's no you know fear that they'll ruin the finale by having the movie but if they try to you know if they try to undo anything from this finale i'll be very disappointed um mm -hmm. and i'm not sure it'll be really worth it at that point i feel confident that they're not gonna 
Just make them all miserable to go back to Greendale again because it is just like one piece of a thing. We're not setting up a whole 13 episode run of uh, of stories where everyone needs to be in the same place for the same amount of time. I'm really interested to see what these people are like when they haven't been stuck with each other for eight years. And I, I really hope that I, that they do what you said and that they make those eight years meaningful because I think that'll be what makes this really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but just to say they haven't been stuck together, you know, like, um, I mean, it's entirely possible that in those intervening eight years, people have returned to Greendale and and maybe Greendale's become a college with, you know, remote campuses and maybe everyone's attending Greendale classes without being in Colorado. I don't know. I'm I'm trepidatious as well. You know, Um, it's funny because. Arrested Development returned after a long amount of time, and they season four was a was a recapitulation, really, of of season three in a lot of ways, and and the things that happened between um, seasons three and four. Um, and I, I I agree, you know, I really like the finale so much because it ending stories is hard because our favorite part of the story is not. Um, when the conflict ends, but it's it's when the conflict builds or when it's at its its um, moment of of maybe greatest dramatic tension, right? I mean, yeah. there's a reason why every romantic comedy basically ends after, um, and because romantic comedies are deeply heteronormative, you know, after the boy gets the girl back, right? It's because like that's that's the end of tension, that's the end of the conflict. Um, I think community almost gives you as as an audience member paths forward like do you want to imagine a continuation is frankie's narrative where everyone's just sitting around saying hello to one another (laughs) um is it is it is it jeff's which which almost feels like saved by the bell the new class right um it's Mm -hmm. it's it's an ending that doesn't end but it's an ending that projects forward almost into a kind of uh multiversal space so Mm -hmm. i i would i would prefer for things to just end but yeah who who knows like there are just so many possibilities i guess and uh i guess we'll see like what a deeply unsatisfying response from me which is no i'm right there with you (laughs) i I don't know steven and i were lucky enough to get to tell the guy who's co-writing the movie hey we feel for you because i'm sure it's hard to have to like update everybody on what's been happening but also make this a story that's worth there being a movie and it just seems so hard and i'm really nervous for it but like you say, you like it when things end. Community has been promising us this part of its story, whether they had any intention on actually following through with it, from like the very beginning. It's a little bit different than some of those other cases. There's always been the six seasons in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it is interesting. It is interesting. What do you, what do they do with it? I'm, I'm nervous. I'm excited. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, It's going to be am... interesting for sure. I'm the I'm the excited kind of like excited. what the fuck are they gonna do? Yes. You know, yeah. like and maybe it's just because like I've been through enough like bad movies and shit in my time that like you know if the community movie is not great, I always have six seasons of a show I really enjoy. But like yeah. Harmon and Guest are good writers, and they're gonna have I assume at some point you know basically every main cast member will return, maybe not yes. in like the most central role, yeah. but they'll all be in there somewhere. Those are all incredibly funny people. And I hate mm-hmm. to say, like, how bad could it possibly be? But, like, yeah. it's probably going to be okay. I think there is a temptation no. in the fandom to build these things up in our heads. Absolutely. That, like, they need to be impactful. They need to be, you know, something mm-hmm. that is antithetical to comedy being funny. 
mm-hmm. like the yeah. like the, the setting mega high expectations for comedy is only going to lead you be disappointed mm-hmm. um i i think if we we all just you know we sit back we wait like till sometime next year maybe uh, hopefully yeah and we'll, yeah. and we'll just, I don't know, I'll just keep chilling. I'll keep doing other stuff. And then one day the community movie will come out. And <laughs> that'll be chill. That'll be great. I'm sure I'll have to yeah, like, I think my concern, work. Kevin, is like, I, I don't know, have you ever watched, uh, and my apologies that Kevin Smith is a Patreon supporter, but <laughs> Bob Strikes Back, which which kind of feels like, uh, you know, let, let's let's find it. See, I that's, and like, that's, I think, my concern, you know, is like, we're going to get a movie like that, um, where it's, it's let's just... Uh, let's just drop in and, and see everyone because at this point, like yeah. communities become like the cast has become so big, including season six. I, I just, um, I have Jay and silent Bob strikes back concerns about what this narrative could be. So, yeah. You know, yeah. I, my, my only saving grace against that is I just, I simply think Dan Harmon is more talented than Kevin Smith. <laughs> I think it's fair to say. I think, Dan I think his, his batting average is much higher. Yeah. <laughs> much higher floor. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah and, exactly. and, and a higher ceiling as well to be, again, Absolutely. my apologies that Kevin Smith is a patron. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, we just lost right us 10 bucks. <laughs> lost, yeah, yeah. So sorry. You so. just lost the jorts vote. Yeah. <laughs> 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 at the very least look danny pudi is gonna play abed again and jim rash is gonna play the dean again and yeah, that's something sure. worth yeah. celebrating that's gonna make me smile even if the story is stupid which it probably will be but hopefully it's stupid in a good way yeah yeah if you told me jim rash was gonna play the dean again in any film i would yes. watch it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would i would be there you know yeah yeah uh, something this conversation's reminding me of is El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, because mm-hmm. what you were that saying, Kevin, great. about it, like how how bad could it be? Like I like El Camino a lot. If I never saw it, I would not feel any more or less satisfied with the. I want to like it more Bad. than I like El Camino. <laughs> um, and like, <laughs> I like I, to me, it's just like a that was neat. Like that yeah. was I got a little more time with Jesse, a little more resolution, and I didn't need to see it. But I in no way did it ruin yeah. or drastically changed it was just more of breaking bad and it was pretty good and like i was able to enjoy it and if, if the community movie can be like three episodes of community tied together into a movie like that'll be three more episodes of community so like exactly. that's fine you know like that I, I i obviously want it to be impactful and and all that but like most people who watch community don't do what we do <laughs> like it's not that meaningful yeah. to most people who watch it like we're of course right. expecting the world from it but like yeah. if it's like a pretty good funny movie with the cast of community like what more can you really ask for? like <laughs> exactly. if we're being honest with ourselves like if it's a masterpiece great but like the only one's expecting the potential of a masterpiece like, <laughs> right and even more most important people than are just like yeah yeah even more important yeah. than anything else i don't want this to be psych where now we're doing a bunch of community movies no we are mm-hmm. one and we Six are done and I, a yeah. Movie. Yeah. I am sleeping i am i'm not <laughs> I, like he can't Six get me seasons in a series of movies spinning oh, off into a peacock God. original series i was there <laughs> the from, after years i was there from community day one i had to sit there with this show as it was canceled and revived fucking four times i am not, <laughs> not doing, doing it again like waiting yeah. for a bunch of movies i'm not doing it <laughs> I had no idea this Breaking Bad movie even existed. Like, you, you right? said El Camino, Zoe, and I'm thinking, what the fuck what is the she fuck talking it's, about? It's, so it's great. Right. I like El Camino. You didn't yeah, know what happened. Awesome. You definitely go watch it. 
yeah what, it's Christian like intense Ritter you know comes back oh <laughs> yeah God. it's good it was the, what's the actor who plays the guy who makes people go away that passed away kevin would oh. know this you know what I'm talking about the really old guy, uh, Robert Forrester. Robert Forrester. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's his last I'm sorry, I am not... performance is El Camino. That's yeah, amazing. he died like a week after it came out. I think. Wow, what? I have not seen El Camino or really Better Call Saul. I have not, I've not watched any yeah. Breaking Bad since it stopped being on TV. So maybe I need to go back. <laughs> we'll wrap this up in a second. Better Call Saul is incredible. Yeah, he, I saw... he was in season three of Twin Peaks. Robert, Robert Forster. Forster. He's yeah, Jackie Brown. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. Oh, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown's stunning, scene. stunning movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, El Camino, and I won't spoil it for you two that haven't seen it, but El Camino just didn't have any surprises. It was it literally <laughs> was everything that I that the show had told me was going to happen with the end of its own show. It didn't tell me anything that was surprising. I have a good feeling that whether it's good or bad, the community movie is going to be filled with shit that I did not see coming. Sure. Whether it's That's some just overarching twist on the whole presentation of it, or if it's the the adventure, that, I just know that it's not going to be what I'm expecting. So I'm not even trying to expect anything. That's what I asked from Dan Harmon, but there's like this thing in the back of my head is just like this coming out now as a peacock original makes me a little worried like peacock i just like to original. me it's the yahoo screen thing all over again like i know it's not like that higher for peacock but like i can't i mean i haven't checked the numbers and they're all self-reported anyway recently but i i'm assuming peacock's not the most successful of streaming works and like, I, I could see them like They're looking trying. at this as like a, we know this is a niche audience that's really dedicated and they'll yeah. show up and they will buy subscriptions and we'll get some money off right. of them. And if they're trying to get it done just for the sake of that, like that does make me a little worried that, you know, Dan Hunt will try his best and, and Andrew Guest will try, try his best, but like it could be out of their hands to some degree if they're just like, look, we can only get three of the actors back. But you know, we're gonna have long shots of pictures of Donald Lover. Like, just we're gonna miss work. Like, I just, I hope it's not nothing like that. Like, I don't know. I, I really, really hope. So well, that was Arrested Development season four, right? A lot. Yeah. Of, right. Of, um. Uh. The reason why it had this uh particular narrative structure was because um all of those actors had become incredibly popular and incredibly yeah. prolific and, and getting them all together for a couple of months was just impossible. So yeah. Yeah. But that was a series and not a boot. Yeah. So yeah. Right. They could do this. What in a two weeks, three weeks, they could shoot this yeah. thing. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Plus it out. Easy. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm worried about though. Is like, right. I don't know. Well, like, I think that's something that it, could like... be good too, when it comes to getting everybody together for this thing is if it's sure. not, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot we I, could talk about. <laughs> I guess my, I, I want to know the writing process. Like, I want to know, like, did Dan Harmon have like an outline of this written the whole time? And that's what they're going off of. Like writing it months like you know uh, now after they've announced it and then they're going to shoot it in a month and then you know like i just like what's the i, I want to know more about why this is happening now in order to really really get excited and co or confident i should say i'm excited nonetheless because it will be more community well, but like it was, confident it was, that it'll yeah. really add to the series you know it was cool getting to talk to andrew guest because he kind of said they've been working on this in some capacity for a long time now wow awesome. so like Great. for like yeah. he said but three years he said 2019 dan set him down and was like sony says it's time do you want to help me shit 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, and they spoke that gives a, me a lot. lot more confidence. They spoke like a lot that. to like how um, Peacock is like, we want you to do this the way that you want to do it, and that was why they went with them instead of like a a Netflix that'll mm-hmm. go fund anything. But Peacock seems to be like, yeah. we're gonna pay money to make sure people know this is happening. Something right. that gives me a lot of confidence in the streaming service Peacock, weirdly, is that like the MacGruber TV show that came out last mm-hmm. year was like excellent was like really really good was completely in the spirit of the whole thing had like major stars i think billy zane was in like most episodes they made it exactly how they wanted to make it and nobody was saying it has to be something else exactly and whether or not you particularly liked it zach i apologize i agree with you on that it they made it on their own terms Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and I think that I don't know. I guess I'm a peacock stan. Like whatever. I'm I'm there for the cock. <laughs> I want to be proven wrong, but and, I'll take you. Well, that's true, and that's a great show. But I, yeah. I don't know. NBC's never been the biggest ally to community, so that's why I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the most community thing ever now, for it know? to get canceled by NBC so many times, and right. then <laughs> revived by Yahoo and Yahoo going under, and now re-revived by <laughs> NBC's version of Yahoo Screen is just <laughs> perfect. It's amazing. You couldn't write it yeah. better. Let's wrap this up by I talking about. I didn't realize about... there was a MacGruber show. I just, <laughs> still, like I, I yeah, just... you got a lot of you got a lot of content like, to get. This watch. is what happens when you have two small children. You know, you don't <laughs> yeah. realize put on that there's, a, there's a Breaking Bad movie or a MacGruber TV show. This is fascinating to me. They didn't advertise that, that in between uh, episodes of Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's do an MVP for the season before we wrap this thing up. Steven and I, at the end of every episode, like to award an MVP award. And at the end of the season, I like to put all of those numbers together and see how it agrees with just how I feel overall, who is the MVP. So by looking at what me and Steven did this season, uh, for me personally, I had a two-way tie between Abed and Chang. I gave mm. them both like two or three episodes. It surprised me. I wasn't That's expecting very that. surprising. Uh, and in second place was also a tie between Jeff and Britta. Uh, meanwhile, wow. Steven, wow. in first place for you, and this is not a character you would usually go with, Jeff. You gave yeah, the most I was Jeff shocked. This season. Wow. Uh, and then your second place was a four-way tie between Abed, Dean, Chang, and Elroy. I noticed mm-hmm. that our tallies were like all over the place this season. Yeah. It really didn't favor everyone or anyone. Like everyone got at least two and one or two people got three. Uh, overall, if you put our scores together, our first place was a tie between Abed, Chang, and Jeff, which is interesting. That's mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. That's Isn't so it? wild. And that's not how I feel if I'm gonna give my heart answer. So, so let's go. Let's all go. Who do you think is the the season MVP for season six? So, uh, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll start this. I want to give an honorable mention to the Dean, but I think I actually am going to give it to Jeff. Jeff is far from my wow. favorite character. But more often than not, I found myself not disliking Jeff this season, which is not <laughs> always the case for me. And I think in the last episode, that cemented it as my favorite Jeff season of the show. Wow. The last episode is a good job of telling us, like, to an extent, this has been Jeff's story. He's been our character that we've been with from the beginning all the way mm-hmm. to the end. And it does feel very full circle for his character, how he's grown and, yeah. and gone from not wanting to be a part of this group at all to being scared to be himself without it. I think, I think that's a good choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll I'll give mine. I think 
season six is the season where it most becomes less about the characters and more about the idea of the school and the silly things that can go on within it. And I think there's no better embodiment of that than the Dean. Jim Rash mm-hmm. is so fucking funny. He's the funniest actor on this show. And this season gives us a lot of Dean. And even when it's in an episode, I don't like that much. His one liners are what I'll always remember and go back to time mm-hmm. and time again. Sorry for awkwardly interjecting before you, Stephen, on that, but I agree with Zach. It is definitely the Dean. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think he's just, to, I, I, I totally understand the Jeff take though. And I was thinking about that while I was watching the season for this, that I, I think it does a good job of refocusing the show back onto Jeff right before it ends, which is mm-hmm. important. And I think with all of these, uh, I think previous round tables I've been on, on the show, I might've talked about like, the the season always gravitates me back towards Abed or Jeff. I think they're just the two yeah. most important characters in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, like their stories. And um, I think any season could be their season, um, including this one. I think even Abed like has some great stuff in this season, um, even if he's got some, you know, underdeveloped things as well. I think, you know, again, in ladders, like I think he's it's it's great that he's sort one. of anchoring everything. Um and, and, you know, him and Jeff having their final hug together in the finale. Um, but yeah, just because it's such, such a scattershot weird season, I just think the Dean's just at, you know, Jim Rath is on at like a 12 out of 10 on this season. Like just, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't miss any lines. And yeah, he, he makes worse episodes funnier. Like, yeah. Uh, not not to break the the mold. But, I have a uh, guess already. I, I'm, oh, yeah. I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> Pretty easy slam dunk for me. This is Frankie Dart's yeah. season. She owns it. She signed for it uh, when the package got delivered. The humble outsider who came in and nailed it. Yeah. Uh, every episode, she does something that fucking kills me. Like, uh, who was this Troy person? Did he own a rainbow? Was he the group's pharmacist? Like, it's just, that's funny to me and like her arc over the course of the season for being someone who does not fucking get it and you can watch her over the course of the show like she starts learning things so she can communicate with Abed she finds like every person's individual method of communication yes and meets them there I think that's a really subtle bit of like character building that no one else is doing um yeah it's Frank it's Frankie for me it's a hundred that was my it, second choice very good choice She's so good. Paget is so good and oh, God, yeah. big shoes to fill. And that character had a lot riding on it. And she finds a way to make her really, really funny, even though when the whole point of her character is that she's not very weird or funny like all the rest of them. She's perfect. Yeah. We've got to have her in the movie. Really kind of split yeah. the vote a little bit. That's yeah. that's mm-hmm. the issue for me. Oh, I love them both, sure. but they're I it's like I feel like if I were to say Frankie's the MVP, I would feel bad for not saying Elroy yeah. and vice versa. Because they're both just as good. You know? I do feel like Frankie's a, way, a little though, more important i think to the plot that's, like exactly more episodes yeah. that's and, definitely true the yeah, season but, doesn't work without frankie i don't think i think she really grounds this really scattershot season to kind of having a little bit of a goal or at least someone who's working against all of the zaniness it's really important <laughs> is it me is it my turn is that right okay. sure oh, yeah. yeah okay yeah i um i agree i i agree with kevin mine's frankie you know it's nice. it's fascinating how <laughs> she um <laughs> she she self-fashions as the kind of person who would never be in a TV show. Um, and we learned at the end <laughs> of the first episode that she sounds so pompous that she could only exist in a TV show. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, 
Yeah, I, I agree with, with what Kevin said. You know, there are these moments when I, I think this was what in episode three when she and Annie were talking and she, she just goes through this like litany of ways that she thinks the study group thinks of her. It's like, well, um, maybe Jeff thinks I sound like Chang. You know he's unstable, <laughs> right? Um, it's like, yep. And um, yeah, I mean, the, um, the way, yeah, just even even in the finale, you know, her her supreme confidence that writing a sequel <laughs> is easy and then it's just everyone sitting hello <laughs> hello hello okay well maybe it's harder than i thought it was um hello. her yeah I, I i i think just because i would want to know how long it could last i really want a season of her show because it just sounds like so incredibly brutal and unwielding but um i'm i'm curious if it would evolve but i i agree i mean Paget Brewster is so incredibly funny. I remember like the things I remember from Friends. Her three or four episode mm -hmm. arc is incredibly mm -hmm. wonderful. Um, she's just really funny and really interesting. And she seems like Annie, but not. She seems like a lot of characters in this show mm -hmm. without actually being like a lot of characters in this show. She's, even though she would never, never acknowledge this, she's as arrogant and pompous as Jeff is. Oh, yeah. She's mm -hmm. as oblivious as Britta is. She's, she's almost like a Rorschach test for anyone who likes community. It's like, who do you see Frankie as? Because that might say more about you than it does about Frankie. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I, I, I say this with trepidation because we learned that she apparently is an avid reader of Ayn Rand, which that's not good. Uh, so, so, like, isn't, isn't that, like, I don't know, the litmus test for a great character that I love someone who's, like, reading the Fountainhead. So, anyway, <laughs> mine's, mine's Frankie Dart. Yeah. Good choice. I think there's a very real reason why Frankie's one of the few characters we're left with at the very, very end of the final episode at that table at the bar. She is just as much a member of the group as anyone ever has been. And and I think that's really awesome. So good choices, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Nice. Do Before we think we wrap Frankie's this... coming back in the movie? Just real quick. She's... I'm curious. I hope so. Yeah. I feel I like of any of the one season of characters, I could see her being like an actual main cast member of the movie. To be a plot driving character. Yeah. I think I, hope I so. really yeah. want She's that. an Frankie is a very easy person. You know, say she still works at Greendale. That's a very easy person to have like, oh no, we need to get the group back together or whatever. You yeah. know, like that's, mm -hmm. that's an easy control person to have. I think. Yeah. Well, if you think about like that, that, that conversation she and Annie had maybe in episode three, it's like Annie, Annie called her first, right? It's like crisis yeah. at Greendale, mm -hmm. right? So you mm -hmm. can imagine uh, Frankie easily occupying that role, at least from a narrative perspective. Yeah. I would love Absolutely. that. Easy. Well, I'm really glad all you all joined us for this. These roundtables are so much fun. It's yeah, fun. Thanks to, so much. You guys mm -hmm. genuinely every time make me like I'll have my opinion and be so certain of it. And then one of you will say, <laughs> well, I did or didn't like it because of this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, you're also right. So I love thinking even these episodes I've seen dozens of times, you can still get a new perspective on them, which is really mm -hmm. neat. Before we leave, I want everyone to kind of run down and tell people your podcast, if you've got one that's going, your social media, if you'd like people to follow you, all that good stuff. I mean, just popcorn, whoever feels led by the spirit to speak in church. Uh, the spirit moves you me. Yeah. Uh, I, you, can, <laughs> you can find me, Reverend, at, uh, at TV's Kevin Lanigan on the major social media platforms. 
Uh, and uh, you can uh, listen to me talk on advanced media studies, uh, where we also covered every episode of Community. Uh, and we're currently talking about Hitchhiker's Guide. We've talked about The Witcher and Mythic Quest, all kinds of crap over there. So you can go on over there and, and listen to that. Uh, and Crazy X Pod Friends is where I am talking about Crazy X Girlfriend. And that's and that's what we're doing. And it, But I have like... Uh, a bunch of film projects in the can, you know, like we have a bunch of footage that has been shot. Those things are coming soon. And the, the best awesome. place to, to follow that is TV's Kevin Lanigan on all the stuff. That's a man who knows how to plug. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so complimented. Who now? So who you else? Go ahead. Plug your, plug your okay. Go ahead, I'll be quick. Um, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> I, uh, as, as we discussed at the beginning, I'm not really in the, the podcast swing right now. Um, so actually, thank you guys for inviting me once again, because Glad this is the first you. time I've done something in months. Um, so this is fun. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, I'm, I'm tweeting all the time, though. So feel free to follow me on my personal Twitter, Z Wilshire Prime, two L's in Wilshire. And if you want to follow the Twitter account for the podcast, it's at SGC underscore podcast for the Save Greendale Committee. Um, but uh, no, no recent activity there. But if I am going to be coming back anytime in the future, I'll probably be reactivating that account and using it a lot. So hey, it's as good um, of a you know. time as ever to be making community content. Mm -hmm. That's true. I know. I've got to like I to officially announce the release date, so I know how much time I have to milk it. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, who knows if if I I, I might come back to podcasting or, or some form of content creation. But until then, yeah, I'm you know, trying to get my jokes off on Twitter. So come for there that. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Colin Cox um, on Twitter. It's Colin Ashley Cox, I think. Um, I host the Hop Ons podcast. We've spoken about Arrested Development, Twin Peaks, and now Community. I believe we're at Hop Ons Pod. I also host a podcast called the Cluttered Desk Podcast, and there's nothing I could really say to explain what we do there. <laughs> we talk about a little bit of everything. So um, if you like X-Men, we talk about X-Men from time to time. Uh, my, uh, I, I see Kevin perked up my, my podcast partner, um, Andrew is an avid X-Men reader. We've primarily talked about the movies. We've talked at times about some of the comic runs. Um, that's, that's a thing that exists in the world. So, uh, the hop ons podcast and the clutter desk podcast. Well, great. Thanks. We want to thank everybody one more time for joining us and go check out the stuff that these people are making because they're all really cool. And even though we all do something similar, we all have very different voices, very different opinions. And I think like it's worth listening to all of the community podcasts to get all of these different opinions. So go check them out. And I don't know what to say to wrap this thing up. This is always the hardest part. So you know, bye, everybody. Thanks for home. listening. <laughs> you gotta get the hell out of here yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun doing these round tables has been great and Thanks I want to thank so the three of you for joining us and so long thank you ah my scoop head <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, nobody wants a, uh, the same top or bottom every time. You got to need a little variety, or else you're you're just prolapse for nothing. <laughs> uh, so yes, check out all of the projects that those great people do. Where I'm really grateful to have met all three of them and everyone who's ever been on any of our round tables. Uh, yeah. Those like the late great departed Dom and Andre from season one. Uh, it's been a big part of our podcast to have these conversations with these people and uh, I'll miss it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been a blast. I'm sure there's never going to, uh, hopefully there's never another reason for us to do a podcast at the same time as like 25 other people. So <laughs> it makes it really easy to do stuff like this, but having that, has been very, very unique and very fun, and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think we consider ourselves very lucky to have been connected with such an awesome uh, community of people that yes. has welcomed us in with open arms and supported us through through everything. So Yeah. Well, the self-congratulation does not <laughs> stop here. We're going to be back next week with the first of, and I want to set expectations for the next seven weeks. We're going to be doing these community superlative top five list episodes. You know that we're list boys. We like to make lists of things and talk about those lists and act as if the composition of said list means anything to anyone other than ourselves. You know that we really like doing that. So that's what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks, talking about some community top five lists as we're bridging the gap between community and the good place. This show will continue to come out every Monday with these 30-minute superlative episodes starting next week with the first one on our top five homage episodes of community so that's going to be a lot of fun keep on hanging out with us every week because we're not going nowhere we're right here as we're wrapping things up here again patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast the patrons got to watch us live stream as we recorded today's season six roundtable we do all kinds of cool things all types of exclusive podcasts over at Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Put a feather in our cap. Put a nickel in our ass. Just, yeah, just do slide it. it right up in there. We don't even need a whole quarter. Steven, where else can the people find us? You know, if you really want to penny our nickels, uh, you can find both of those things over on Twitter over yeah. at you can't just pod. We're also on Instagram under the uh, name can't disappoint there podcast. Good save. Saved we're it. also thanks. Turned we're also it. on uh, Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show. You can't disappoint a podcast. Come check us out there when we do things and we have videos from them. That's where they'll be. So go check it out. Ch -ch 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 check it out. Thank you again for joining us one more time. Thank you, Kevin, Zoe, and Colin. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for listening from inside the Dreamatorium. Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we love you. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. This is on your cheeks. Give me some more. Time in the tree.